breakfast in apartment 9, and Bradley's cooking for everyone. Except me? The bastard? You'd think they'd wonder if I'm ever hungry, but oh no, I'm fine. I'm just a disembodied voice that follows them wherever they go that doesn't require any food. Anyway, I digress. Bradley is making his signature dish for post-hookup nights, scrambled eggs. You know, Brad, even though this is a basic dish, you do something that makes it pop. Yeah, I mean, it's so basic, yet something about the taste is full and palatable. (laughs) I can't tell if I should be taking these comments as compliments or criticisms, but thank you? You're welcome. Hey, did you have a hookup last night? You always make this after a hookup. No, he bailed on me. I've had the worst luck with dating the last few weeks, but none of that matters as I'm going on a date who is the literal definition of Prince Charming. He's tall and handsome, a lawyer, and a voice so sickly sweet, you feel like you're a cinnamon roll. What does that even mean? Oh, I don't know. I read it on one of those chocolate wrappers once. (laughs) Anyways, I cannot wait to have dinner with him tonight. That must be Mrs. H. She's doing some spring cleaning. Hey, Mrs. H. Would you like some breakfast? I was just making my famous scrambled eggs. Oh, thank you, no. Plus, my scrambled eggs are better. (gasps) How dare you! (laughs) Oh, come on, Braddy. We both know it. Now, come over to my place. I need you to help me move some things around. I've been cleaning. Bradley abruptly leaves Cameron and Allison to clean up mess in the kitchen and walks into the Halverson apartment and notices an utter mess. I mean, literally. Gas station bathrooms are cleaner than this. Ah, I see it's time for your spring cleaning. Yeah, that's right. Mr. Halverson is away on business, so I thought, why not surprise him with a clean-up home? Well, that's very nice of you. How can I help? Well, you see, I have some rare cheese heads I need moved out of the closet, and I'm just not strong enough yet. Yet? I've been working with a fitness coach. My thighs are so strong now I could kick a lung out of you. (laughs) But my arms are still a little flabby. As they walk into the closet, Bradley is amazed at the amount of cheese heads that Mrs. Halverson has saved through the years. All mine. All still in the original packaging. I'm just amazed that this is even a thing. Let's see what you have here. Hmm. The Fraser Crane. That must be a rich taste. Big forehead, too. <laughs> oh, this one is lovely. The Nina Simone. Her voice is legendary. Isn't it? Her song, Lilac Wine, still gives me chills. Oh my, the Dolly Parton. Didn't skip on the cheese for this bus now, did they? (laughs) All right, enough talk. I've rented the moving cart and everything. Bradley reaches up carefully to move Dolly Parton to the floor, but she proves too heavy, her marvelous melons causing her to be top-heavy. Bradley loses his grip, and she tumbles, boob first, hitting him in the head. (laughs) He collapses. Knocked out cold. Oh my goodness, Bradley! A couple of minutes pass by, and Bradley still hasn't come to. I know what'll wake him. Mrs. H runs into the kitchen and grabs some type of fish. Running back in, she holds it under Bradley's nose. It works. Bradley slowly starts to wake up. Oh, Oh. Oh, God! What the hell is that disgusting smell? Oh, just this. I found it in my garbage can. That's disgusting! Well, you weren't waking up. Are you okay? I think so. Probably shouldn't take a nap for a couple of hours, but not a problem. Oh, I'm so sorry you're hurt. I underestimated Dolly Parton. Never underestimate Dolly Parton. (laughs) Anyways, get Cameron to do the rest of this. I've got errands to run, and then I need to start getting ready for my date. Bradley runs out of the apartment. Oh, I hope my Braddy is okay.
After a bad headache and running errands all day, Bradley was able to get ready and make it to his date on time. What a lovely restaurant this place is. There's calming music in the background, the tables are dimly lit, and there is food cooked to perfection. Just like Bradley's date. I know this is my fourth time saying it tonight, but thank you for this dinner. This place is stunning. Please, stop. It's my pleasure. What do you say we uh, go to the bathroom and have some fun? (laughs) I've been waiting for you to make a move all evening. Brad and Mr. Handsome head into the bathroom and find an empty handicap stall at the end of the room. Bradley and his date start making out and quickly get busy. As his date continues to get more aroused, Bradley realises that he's not really into this. He starts to panic and talk to himself inside his head. Shit, why am I not getting hard? This guy is so hot and this is hot, right? It's been my life's dream to get railroaded in a fancy restaurant bathroom. Bradley's date notices something is wrong. Bradley, you're not even hard. Am I just not doing it for you? No, you are. You're so hot. Way hot. I just... I don't know why I can't get it up. I've never been put in this situation before. My self-esteem is so crushed. Hurry up! There's only one handicap stall in this place! Please don't take this the wrong way. I've been so excited for this day. I, I just think I'm nervous. Bradley, we're in a bathroom stall. How is this not hot enough to turn you on here? You know what? I, I can't be with someone who isn't attracted to me. I'm sorry, Bradley. I have to go. Bradley's date runs out of the bathroom crying. You feel good about that? Feel good about inconveniencing someone who only has one option to use the bathroom in this place? And what did it get you? Nothing. That's right. Nothing. Your hunk of a man ran right out of this place faster than, oh, my dinner's about to run out of me. You don't understand. It was my fault. Oh, so you're an asshole and a bad date. (laughs) Have a good night, bitch. Bradley, alone in the kitchen, is grasping a freshly brewed cup of coffee when Cameron and Mrs. Halverson come into the room. What are you doing up so early? What are you doing up so early? (laughs) Mrs. H needed more help moving her cheese heads. God, you look terrible. Did everything go okay last night? No, it didn't. My date ran out on me because I couldn't get it up, and I was yelled at by an old man for hogging the big stall. But the worst of it all is, I think I'm straight. Oh, honey, just accept yourself with love. You're a beautiful gay man. No, this isn't some self-hatred. After I left the restaurant last night, I came home and tried to watch some gay porn to confirm my suspicions. (laughs) Okay, but was it hot enough? Is that really even a question? I watched Ass Blasters 3, Put Me In Coach, I'll Take On The Team, and Pirates of Fire Island, I'm After Ye Booty. And none of those made you come. Hmm. Brad, you have changed. (laughs) Allison, waking up, heads into the kitchen to grab some food. Morning, guys. Oof. Brad, you don't look good. Can you make me some more of your scrambled eggs? Allie, don't make Bradley work. He's coming to terms with his new sexuality. Little late for that, aren't you? (laughs) I just discovered I'm straight. that was a joke. Wait, what's going on? Last night, I was ready for my date to do me in the handicap stall of this wonderful restaurant, 
and I couldn't get it up. Concerned, I went home after being humiliated and tried to watch some gay porn and I wasn't aroused. And then, all night, all I could think about was having sex with women and I enjoyed it. Hmm. Did something happen to you recently that was traumatic? Uh, the only thing I can think of is that I was knocked unconscious yesterday when I was trying to move Mrs. H's cheese heads. That could have caused it. Oh, that's a load of crap. By the way, has anyone seen Dylan? Oh, he's still in Mexico. Something about finding the world's best tequila. (laughs) Huh. Well, I hope he's okay. Cam, it's really not that far of a stretch. People in the past have had severe injuries that have changed who they are. Our brains are actually really quite fragile. So, there's a chance I've hurt my bratty? Wouldn't say hurt. He's alive and he's okay. Just now, he appears to be only sexually attracted to women. Oh, my goodness, I've broken my boy! (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say he's broken. What am I if not for a fabulous gay man? Come on, you are more than just your sexuality. His whole life changed. I'll never be able to get over this. Mrs. Halveson runs out of the room in tears. Look, Bradley, I I know this is a change, but you're still you. I guess you do have a point. You know what? I'm going to embrace my newfound sexuality and go all in. Balls to the wall, baby. Yeah, that's the spirit. Bradley leaps up and heads out of the kitchen. Where are you going? I've got to go shopping. Time to replace my wardrobe. Hello, potential listeners. My name is The Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall Podcast. On most shows, myself, along with some great guests, we will talk about a movie and then some of the most iconic moments that happened in said movie. On top of that, you'll get bonus shows where I will give you short reviews about new and classic movies, or I'll just rant and rave about something going on in the entertainment industry. So come check us out. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most other places. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Cinema underscore Recall. And then on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cinema Recall Podcast. Uh, don't forget to email us your ad spots to play on future episodes. That email is cinemarecall at gmail.com. Hope to see you around, and thank you very much for listening. running out of the apartment, Mrs. Halverson has been searching high and low for emotional comfort after Bradley's incident. She's spoken to strangers on the street, a rabbi, the local weatherman, but now she's found herself in a local doctor's office. Doctor, you've got to help me. I've broken someone. I'm sorry? I have harmed another human. Do I need to get the police over here? My Brady, he was helping me move a heavy object. It was a Dolly Parton cheese head with two big, beautiful breasts, and it fell on him, causing him to turn straight. Ah, so he used to have scoliosis. <laughs> He's heterosexual now. My favorite gay person is no longer who he is. I find this quite hard to believe. I swear it's true. Can you do anything for me, Doc? Sadly, I can't. What a tragedy. So many hours of medical experience and I'm useless. How could you do such a thing? Well, it's not like I did it on purpose. Wait, I have an idea. If a hit on the head caused this, maybe it could reverse this. You're suggesting that I hit Bradley again. With what? Hmm, some type of frying pan, I'd assume. (laughs) But what if I accidentally hurt him? Just claim it was (laughs) self-defense. 
Doctor, you're a genius. Every minute of your time at... Mrs. Halverson squints to look at the diploma on the wall. Interstate Farm Medical Academy was worth it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to head over to Target and get the biggest iron skillet I can find. Mrs. Halverson rushes out of the room. Who's laughing now, Dad? You see that from up there? I help people. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alison and Cameron have been spending the day relaxing in the apartment. Both of them are currently in the living room. You know what's not cool? Someone Dutch ovening you the first time you hook up with them. Maybe it's their way of saying they appreciate you? <laughs> Is it, though? Just then, Bradley walks into the apartment looking entirely different from his usual attire. Gone are the chic style of dress, and Bradley now wears graphic t-shirt, cargo shorts, and New Balance sneakers. Altering his voice, he greets Allison and Cameron. Sup, you two. What happened to you? I'm embracing my new sexuality. So you decided to raid the JCPenney men's section? You couldn't have gone to Target? They have decent, modern-looking clothing. I'm just trying to look the part. I need to appear that I just rolled out of bed at any given moment and put in the most minimal effort. First of all, that's a gross stereotype. Actually, all of this is a ridiculous stereotype of what you think a straight person is. <laughs> Check out my new tad I got today. Bradley flexes his biceps. It's a hand, and below it says one in the pink, Two in the stink. You've got the phrase backwards. Damn it! That's permanent! Dude, don't you think you're going a little overboard with this? When Allison and I say you should embrace yourself, we meant just making peace with your new sexuality, not overhauling everything about you. Your sexuality doesn't have to define everything you do or the things you like. Yeah, but if I don't have an identity, then who am I? All I've known is being a part of a community. It's what gave me strength. Now I don't have that community, so I'm trying to adopt a new community. What's wrong with being your own independent person? Oh, that's boring. <laughs> Anyways, I have a hot date tonight. She's a real 10. She wants to hook up after a couple of drinks at her place. I'm going to make sex to her so hard, feel the testosterone in my blood. You're acting like an idiot. I'm a straight man now. I don't have to care. <laughs> Now, please excuse me, I have to prepare my anus for this evening. Why? Oh, that's right, I'm putting it in her. Bradley walks into his room. Oh, that poor woman, she has no idea what she's in for. Bradley arrives to his date's place at 7pm sharp and decides to swap out his new balance shoes for flip-flops and has apparently bathed himself in Axe body spray. Oh, good grief. I can smell it from here. You are hot, hot, hot. This female doesn't stand a chance. You're gonna stick it in her vagina. <laughs> hey, you. Thanks for being on time. Well, I, uh, I, I couldn't stay away from your big, beautiful personality for too long. They both walk into the living room of this one-bedroom apartment. It's a cozy place. Some candles lit, a nice throw blanket on the couch, and two cocktails sitting on the coffee table. I hope you don't mind. I went ahead and made us both drinks. No natty ice? Oh, whatever. I'll drink this girly drink. Bradley's date gives him a weird look. So, uh, you seeing anyone right now? Only you. And I like what I'm seeing. <laughs> You're not too bad yourself. They both walk over to the couch, sit down, and begin sipping on their drinks. So, tell me a little about yourself. I work at one of the most successful radio stations in the area. 
producing Allison's Corner. You've probably heard of it. I have. I love that show. Allison has such a soothing voice. She's also got a fat ass. Excuse me? Oh, you know, like, how straight guys like myself are? I didn't realize you two were that close. We're not, but a straight guy like me knows a hot girl when I see one. You seem to really take pride in the fact that you're straight. Straight as an arrow, baby. How many girls have you been with? Sexually? Well, you would be my first, which, (laughs) might I say, lucky for you. Wow, I'm so flattered. Yeah, you should be. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. (sighs) You like what you see? Do you even know what you're doing? Of course I do. We start by passionately making out. Okay, and then what? Then I massage your boobs a little, slap them around. (laughs) Just not too hard. I want to slap the tits off you. I'm not really into the hard stuff. Can we just start slow and see if things get more passionate? That's fine. Whatever you're comfortable with, babe. Foreplay aside, what else did you have in mind? (laughs) I think go down on you. Blow air into your vagina so it can sing sweet songs to me? I'm definitely not into that. Well, how could you not be? That's what everyone on the internet is into. You can't believe everything you see on the internet. Look, I'm starting to have second thoughts about this. I know I don't sound like I know what I'm doing, but please, just give me a chance here. What do you even expect to happen when we actually have sex? I pound you like a hammer, then come in your hair? Get out. I'm Pitney. And I'm Amelia. And we're from... Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique. Who are we? Why, we're your new best friends, of course. Pull up a seat and listen in to what we think about people, places, and things. Geeky stuff, horror movies, weirdos we know, spirituality, sexuality, food, filth. It's like eavesdropping on the people at the next table for like an hour or so and wishing you could join in on their conversation. Also, do you see who just came in? Look at that hair. Oh, honey, just no. (gasps) Bitchiness, you're soaking in it. We soften your hands while you do the dishes. Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique. We're here. We're queer. And we're we're in your your ear. Every other Friday, where all the classiest podcasts are found. Alison and Cameron have been watching movies all evening as they continue to relax in the living room. I miss Dylan. I do too. I wonder how the search for tequila's going. I just hope he isn't stranded somewhere in the mountains drunk off his ass. Yeah, but even if he is... You know he's doing just fine. True. He's been able to survive a night with Danny. Just then, Bradley enters the apartment. What are you doing home so soon? Weren't you supposed to spend the night? (sighs) I made a complete ass of myself to my date. (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time. Shut it, Cameron. I'm really upset. I'm not gay anymore. I don't know how to be straight, and I have this stupid tattoo that I can't afford to get removed right now. What is my life? Brad, have you even been listening to Allison and me all day? As we've said before, you don't need to base your identity around your sexuality. If that's the only thing you have to offer, 
How boring is that? Yeah, I mean, take pride and never be ashamed with who you are. But I mean, come on. There's more to you than just who you're attracted to. What kind of music are you into? Movies? Hobbies? Special skills? These are all important things as well, and you don't have to change how you're dressed or the way you talk just to have sex with women. And I still think you're an idiot for getting that tattoo. I second that. I hate this tattoo as well. I just don't know what I'm going to do, guys. All I've known is gay culture. But that's the point. You don't really have to change anything. You're just now attracted to something else. Right. I guess it's more about entering a new phase than anything else. It is a life change, but I am still me. I am still Bradley, and I still hate wearing these stupid clothes. I can't wait to get back into my usual dress wear. Unannounced and quietly, Mrs. Halverson sneaks into apartment 9 with one of the biggest iron skillets you've ever seen outside of a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Covered in war paint and camo clothing, she sneaks around behind the couches to where Bradley is standing. I just... Honestly, I miss having gay sex. The late night sword fights in bar bathrooms, getting soaked in a bathhouse, the little grinder noise when a guy messages without a profile pic. Ah, it's just what I'm used to. I'd do almost anything to get it back. Mrs. Halverson leaps out from behind the couch, wielding the iron skillet. I must rebalance the universe! Mrs. H, what the hell was that for? I think you killed him! Oh, he's gonna be fine. You've just smacked Bradley in the head with this giant skillet. I don't think he's going to be okay. Well... The, the doctor told me to do this. He said it could turn him gay again. What doctor in their right mind would recommend this? Dr. Hartman? You, you mean the guy with the really sketchy office down by the strip club? Yes. <laughs> that guy's a quack. He doesn't even have a real medical degree. Huh. Well, that explains the pamphlets on complimentary butthole inspections. We need to get Bradley to a hospital. There's blood coming out of his ears. Cameron picks up Bradley and they rush down to the car, speeding over to the hospital to get Bradley the care he actually needs by a real doctor this time. Once they arrive, they check in with the nurse and get Bradley into the ICU. We need our friend to be seen by a doctor now. Oh my goodness, what happened to his head? He, um... He was trying to perform oral on a woman for the first time and slipped off the bed and hit his head on a nightstand. Oh, rookie. All right, we'll get him in a bed immediately. A couple of hours go by as Cameron, Mrs. H, and Allison wait in the lobby. Do you really think I killed Bradley? I don't know. He looks pretty injured. He just wanted to fix my boy. There was nothing wrong with him. Bradley not being gay is like taking the mac out of mac and cheese. It's just not the same. All you've got is cheese. <laughs> Why is everything always about cheese with you? A nurse walks into the waiting room. Uh, are you three here for Bradley Rothstein? Please tell me he's alive. No, he's, he's doing fine and is in stable condition. We are going to have to keep him here overnight just for observation, but by tomorrow afternoon... He'll be able to go home. Would you like to see him? We'd love to. The nurse walks the three of them to Bradley's room. He's just waking up from a nap. I'll leave you guys to some privacy. Bradley is quite the sight. His head is wrapped in bandages, he has IVs sticking out of his arm, and he's in one of those pale, bland medical dresses with the opening at the back. Hey, sleepyhead, how you feeling? I feel like I got hit by a truck. Well, I mean, that was a huge skillet. What the hell happened? Well... I suppose it's my fault. You suppose? 
All right, it is my fault. Bradley, I felt so bad about what happened with the first incident. I went and found a doctor who filled my head with this ridiculous idea that if I smacked you hard enough in the head, you would turn gay again. Mrs. Halverson, what the fuck? I know, I know. It was a dumb idea and I should never have tried it. I just felt so guilty and I overheard you talking about how much you miss being gay, so I thought it's now or never. Mrs. H, you could have killed him. And it probably didn't even work. Who knows why the first incident changed him, but the solution wasn't based in any real medical science. The same way that shock therapy isn't safe or ethical. Bradley, I don't know where my head was. I'm sorry. Could you ever forgive me? I probably won't trust you around any pots and pans for a while, but yeah, I forgive you. Well, they do say they need to keep you overnight. Yeah, just in case I die from internal bleeding, but I was told I'm probably going to be fine. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. J. I've been watching after Bradley since he came in. How are you doing there, champ? Seen better days, Doc. But these pain meds are great. Am I gonna die? <laughs> Thankfully, no. You did suffer from a pretty traumatic head trauma event, but thankfully the swelling is decreasing, and after tonight, you should be good to head home tomorrow afternoon. That's great news. Thank you for everything that you're doing. One of my nurses will be right outside at the desk if you need anything. Thank you, Dr. J. Did you see that guy? Yeah. What about him? He was hot as hell. Those bulging muscles, that package that could knock over a desk lamp. Mrs. H, I don't believe it, but I think your plan actually worked. <gasps> I'm gay again! You going to make up for lost time? Damn straight I am. Bradley grabs his communicator with the nurse. Excuse me, could you bring the doctor back in here? I'm ready for my colonoscopy. Voicing our regular cast, Max Ice as Bradley, Jeff Feitner as Cameron, Cassandra Dodge as Allison, Shannon Hall as Mrs. Halverson, and me, Ian Shaw, as your narrator and the ER Doctor. Guest starring today, Tyler Spindler as Mr. Handsome and the Old Man, Jacqueline Culver as the First Doctor, Emma Franzone as the Hot Date, and Zachary Raw as the two nurses. Today's episode was written and directed by Zachary Raw and edited by Jason Laverne Hemming. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. Cause of Power was created by R.O. Terry and is produced by Danielle Mascal. Connect with our show on social media at Force Crowd Pod on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. See you next time in Apartment 9.